This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Here we are kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness Hall of Fame edition, the special show that we're doing on Saturday to to give some love and show some love to Coach Tom Flores, show some love to Charles Woodson, who are both being put into the 2021 Hall of Fame class. Very excited about the opportunity to be here in Canton, Ohio. And uh, in the first hour, we're blessed to have Van McElroy, former safety that played under Coach Tom Flores, won a Super Bowl, played with them in with the Raiders and also played with them in Seattle. And uh, just a lot of good things that you heard about Coach Flores from Van McElroy. So now that we're kicking off hour number two, Coming up at uh, 1.30, we'll be talking to JT The Brick, who also does a show here on Radio Nation Radio 920 from 12 to 2 daily. We'll be hearing from him. But right now, my homeboy, my guy, Stephen Foster from ESPN San Antonio, uh, laying down the law. He has his show. It's a great job. He does a great job uh, each and every week. You can find Foss on Twitter at Foss Sports. And Steve, appreciate your time this afternoon, this Saturday afternoon, my man. And uh, I saw you not too long ago, as a matter of fact, uh, here hanging out in, in Canton, Ohio. So uh, before we get into any kind of specifics, what are you doing right now? What's what's today been like for you? Well, you said it was a Hall of Fame weekend, so I'm right outside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, downtown Cleveland. And, uh, you know, if one's good, some's good, and, you know, a little bit more is better. And watching uh, the football stadium and, and folks move around, and going to head to a baseball game tonight. Nice, nice. You you got a little bit of everything going on, man. I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. And I know you really well. You always find a way to, to have a good time. And anytime we hang out like like last night, we'll have a good time. And so, uh, Steve, just thinking about everyone that's going into the hall. Uh, we talked a lot in the first hour about Coach Flores. I know that you know Drew Pearson from the Cowboys is near and dear to your heart as well. And he's a guy that took a long time for him to get in, similar to Cliff Branch, who's not in yet, but we all believe will be at some point. But uh, let's just about Drew Pearson. I know you were pretty close to him. Uh, what were your thoughts when you, you found out he was going in, and, and how's he feeling these days? Man, he's great, and you know, he thought that he was going to be part of the actual Centennial class. He wasn't. He was very upset. You could see he was emotional, and I sent him a text, and I said, hey, man, you will get in, and had a chance to talk with Shereen Williams, who actually presented Drew, and I said, well, we just need a little lady luck, and you know, she's one of three women who are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, yep. you know, you get her along with uh, Bruce Gossin, who uh, put together uh, what was the facts and figures for Drew, and you have Shereen Williams uh, presenting, because I think Goose got uh, COVID or, or wasn't feeling well. I won't want to misspeak uh, about any illness, but she was uh, the substitute, and a heck of a substitute, she got the job done, you know. They always say, yeah. you, you know, if you want something done, make sure a woman does it, and she sure did, and uh, <laughs> Drew has been ecstatic ever since, and I think, you know, when you saw, and I didn't understand this, that you brought Harold Carmichael in, who was second team all decade, as a wide receiver, who 
to me, was an excellent guy. I remember him fighting against little Pat Fisher against uh, Washington. But, I mean, Drew Pearson, iconic and a Super Bowl champ, played in multiple Super Bowls, and uh, he, he was fantastic. We saw him uh, during the game where uh, he was signing autographs and just really intermingling with the fans. So it was unbelievable to see the jubilation on his face and uh, his family members. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. We were talking in the first hour. I was talking about Coach Flores, and, and I, t- I tweeted out a, a video of him getting his jacket, and I said, you know, the time it, it took for him to get in doesn't even matter anymore because now he's in. And and Drew Pearson is the guy who, who waited a long time to get in. Like you mentioned, you sent that text to him saying, hey, uh, you will get in. Don't worry, you'll get in. Now that he's got the gold jacket, Steve, he received it last night. It doesn't matter about how long it took to get in. The fact is now he's in. Exactly. You are so correct. And if you're patient, it'll come if you're that player. And, and the standard is you cannot tell the story of the NFL without certain players. He is definitely one. Uh, but, again, understanding we're on Raider Nation Radio, you know I'm a huge Raider fan as well. Yes. And if yes. you want me to get to that, you know, I, I have a lot to say because, as you already mentioned, him, uh, the professional football player who taught me how to catch a football in my backyard in El Paso, Texas, because he was running pro track, and he went to the University of Texas El Paso and ran at Kid Field, was none other than number 21 from Houston, Texas, Cliff Branch. Absolutely, and that's exactly where I was going to go next. And we're talking to Stephen Foster from ESPN San Antonio on Twitter at Foss Sports, and that's a great segue. Uh, that's how I started the show was talking about you learning how to catch a football from Cliff Branch. So feel free, yes. Steve. It's your platform, man. Tell, tell everyone, tell the stories of Cliff Branch and you. So my mom, uh, unfortunately, got divorced. So, of course, she, she got back and, you know, was you know out there and just really being, as, as you know me, very gregarious and right. happened to, to meet some of the guys that were running uh, track out there and let him know that she had a son who was very interested in the game of football. And believe it or not, he stops by uh, first time and, you know, very impressionable. And being from Texas, you know, I knew about the Cowboys, but then he started telling me about the Raiders. And he comes back again and brings Clarence Davis with him. Nice. <laughs> so nice. the two of them are out in the backyard telling me thumbs above the waist, pinkies below the waist, and spent about 20 to 30 minutes with me on football skills and catching the ball and seeing the ball in, tucking it away uh, as a little 8-year-old kid. And it's never been the same. I have been Raider Nation all the way, and I'm very happy to say I also have a good friend of mine, Julie Blanda, whose niece, rest in peace as well, is the great George Blanda, and I have a NFL football signed by the great George Blanda uh, in my collection as well. That's awesome. It really is. And I remember the first time you told me the story about learning how to catch the football from Cliff Branch. It's just how cool is that? And he's a guy, and we've been talking about him a lot, too. He deserves to be in the hall, uh, yes, unfortunately absolutely. for him. When he gets those roses, and he will get them at some point, obviously he's not around to smell them, and that's unfortunate. But, uh, I mean, you, you want to talk about writing the story of the NFL. You definitely can't do that without Cliff Branch. No, or if someone else who felt 
that same uh, story line is the one and only the snake, Kenny Stabler. Yes. And, and right. these guys were just unbelievable. Between them, Dave Casper, I've had the pleasure of talking to Ted Hendricks, who's another great person. Jim Plunkett has been outstanding. You know that we get to see all these guys on our jaunts and ventures in covering the great sport of the NFL. Yeah, we do. You know, we're very blessed, uh, regardless of what our hotel room may look like at times. Like, mine, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to stick with me when it comes to amenities, because I'm, right. I'm a little bit, you know, uh, on the on the snobbish side. I, I don't mind <laughs> that it's not five star, but it has to be nice and neat. And that was unfortunate. But listen, I love that you made the in-game adjustment on this trip and have found a suitable place to stay. Yeah, I did. I found a suitable, I think that's the best way to say it, a suitable place. <laughs> and, and you're right. I do need to stick with you because somehow you find the, the really good spots to stay. And uh, yeah, you do it in a, in a major way. So uh, that that's awesome. Well, Steve, before I let you go, and I do appreciate you this afternoon, uh, what are you looking forward to? I know you, you can't wait till Drew has his, uh, you know, gives his speech tomorrow evening. Uh, but just w for the rest of the weekend, as far as the Hall of Fame goes, what are you going to be doing? Uh, where are you going to be? And uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, I just got in touch with another good friend of mine who's a huge Raiders fan, my, my guy Nate, who I've uh, connected you with. I need to get him a Tom Flores t-shirt, but truly uh, the speeches, and I want to hear Coach Flores. Uh, he made me so happy when uh, in 1980, he, Kenny King, Cliff Branch, and Plunkett beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Would love to hear his speech, love to hear Drew Pearson's speech, and just see how jubilant and elated these guys are because you cannot write the story of the NFL without either of these players or Cliff Branch as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Steve, before I let you go, I, I do want to ask you another question because you played football. And I don't want to shortchange you. You played football at, at a very high level, running back there at Princeton, did a heck of a job. Uh, I know that you were roommates with Jason Garrett, uh, your best friend is Superman. I mean, you got a heck of a story anyway. But I wanted to ask you just about coaching in general because Coach Flores was uh, one of those guys where he was very quiet. He just went about his business. He never got rattled. He never just, you know, uh, flipped out. He never looked panicked. What does that do for a player when a coach is able to just be calm, cool, and collective, even if the situation doesn't look great for him? Well, I'll tell you, I had the parallel college equivalent. I was very fortunate to be a three-year graduate assistant with Coach Tom Osborne. And I think Coach Osborne and Tom Flores both have the same type of demeanor where they didn't need to get upset. They didn't need to go crazy. They just made the adjustments, and they got everyone to believe what the new strategy was was going to be the difference and work. And, you know, Tom Flores was not the great John Madden, but he was right. still highly effective in what he was getting across. And the Raider Nation attitude never changed, even though you didn't have such a flamboyant coach. You got the wins. You've got the Super Bowl championships, and that's a testament to two different styles that wound up at the same championship place, and the Raiders' backbone and foundation never changed. And that's very rare to see 
with the different contrasting of styles still have that Raider appeal that we all love as Raider fans. And I'm a Raider fan, so you know that. Even though <laughs> in the NFC, you're right, I do have that star. And people ask me how I can do that. Well, I've done it very well. And both, <laughs> you know, can't be more happier to see Coach Flores and Drew Pearson going in on the same night. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. And I'm glad that you're out here to soak it in. And uh, it was great running into you last night. And uh, make sure you don't have too much fun tonight because uh, I'm going to be on your radio show tomorrow if that's all right with you. Oh, oh, you know, it. you know. it. So, you know, again, if something's good, more is better. And and that's how you do it. You know, uh, you have a buddy system and uh, you and I have been friends for a while now and done a lot. And to be able to give some insight and find the folks who are relevant in this arena uh, is great. And we're very privileged to do both. And yes, I look forward to it. And, and I really am thankful that I got a chance to get on Raider Nation radio because again, uh, I'm coming out to Vegas. Uh, I'm going to be having my silver and black to do my thing. I got my Marcus Allen jersey, who's my favorite football player of our time. I got the dark jersey and the light jersey. And uh, I even have an Eric Dickerson 29 when Ooh. he played for the Raiders as well. Yeah. So that's a special yeah. one. I will not let that one go because it's very <laughs> rare to find. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, good stuff, Steve. I definitely appreciate you, my man. Enjoy the rest of your trip uh, uh, here in Canton. And enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll be catching up soon, my man. I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you. I just want to say this before I get off air. The Raiders! <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. There he goes. Stephen Foster from ESPN San